Welcome to The Scope. Entertainment, intrigue, and good conversation. Catch Mike and friends for the next hour on The Scope. Our stop today is a place where many of us have fond childhood memories. A place where imagination and wildlife create endless possibilities. You are listening to The Scope on WTKS 1041 Real Radio. Thank you for joining us. This is Mike, your host. We are here to inspire you and every Saturday morning and challenge your thoughts with hot topics, entertainment, and issues that affect us all. With us in the studio is our producer, Taryn. Hi, everyone. This episode is sponsored by Universal Tire and Auto in Longwood, Florida, home of the Buy 4 Tires. Get a free alignment. Visit UniversalTireAndAuto.com for more information. We will be talking today to Dino Ferry, CEO of the Central Florida Zoo and Botanical Gardens. Along with Dino, we are going to look at the Central Florida Zoo conservation efforts there and their 350 plus animals and the impact of 2020 on their future but first let's head over to taryn for the scoop on the scope news and entertainment you may have missed thank you mike so a car thief threatened to call the police on a mom who left her child in the back seat of the car he stole Oregon police are searching for a man who stole a car Saturday morning without knowing a child was in the back seat. Then he came back to lecture the victim of the car theft for leaving her child unattended. Hold on, what? <laughs> Thief with a conscience. That's good. Thief with a conscience. Yes, he reprimanded her, but then he drove off with the car. So, what, what, what did he say to her? I don't Reprimand. know. <laughs> don't leave your child in the car. Oh, wow. Unattended. Amazing. Sinkhole in Pasco County is growing. They originally filled the hole, which is right outside of a sports bar, but the hole has since grown 50 feet wide. Have you ever seen a sinkhole? Yes. Sadly, yes. They're scary. Extremely. If you see one, run. Because <laughs> they actually do expand. I mean, they can. They have the ability. I mean, they have expand. the ability to grab a house and oh, yeah, yeah, pull yeah. it I under. Mean, you see pictures. Uh, you know, I, I think I saw one in California. That That's, you know, or Arizona, something like that. Uh-huh. But it, yeah, it did. It, it sucked down a couple of houses, not just one. So. Florida man known as the Monkey Whisperer is being charged with illegally transporting and selling primates. He has a wildlife breeding business and tried to sell a capuchin monkey to someone in California along with endangered cotton top tamarins. Do you know if he is convicted how much time he's going to get in jail? No. Do it's, seri- it's serious to do stuff like that. 30 yeah. years. That it's not a wow. It's it's no joke. Yeah, yep. Doesn't sound like it. Yesterday, a legend died. Hank Aaron, known as the Home Run King, died Friday at 86 with 755 homers, the most celebrated record for over 30 years in sports. Wow. Well, no doubt Hank will be missed by all baseball fans. A hundred percent. Yeah. New rules in order to get the COVID vaccine in Florida. You have to be at least a part-time resident. You know why? Because people <laughs> will. And I actually, I had no idea this was going on. No idea this was going on. People like in New York. People have him. been flying down to Florida just for the shot. And they've now coined it the vaccine tourism where they're flying down to get the shot. And then they're going home. So now they're saying they're stopping it. And they're like, hold on. We got to give it to the Floridian 
residence. So you have to show proof, driver's license, utility bill, some kind of proof that you are at least a part-time resident. I mean, are they not distributing the vaccines to all the states just as equal? That I don't know. I will say this, and I can only speak for the county that I live in. My parents got their vaccines, and though it was very hard to get the appointment, because you're talking so many people trying to make an appointment at the same time, once they got it, they said it was extremely well organized. But it varies from county to county and from state to state. So, wow. Last but not least, Mm -hmm. this week we welcome the 46th president of the United States, President Joe Biden. Good old Joe. And that is your scoop on the scope. All right. So let's talk about the zoo for a minute. Yes, Um, let's do. (laughs) So what's your first memory of the zoo? Oh, wow. At the zoo. At the zoo. Okay. Well, I grew up in Jersey. And so we would go to the Bronx Zoo. And what I remember of the zoo is I remember hotness. It's hot. Heat. heat. I remember the tigers. And I remember it's that feeling of running from like exhibit to exhibit. You know what I mean? Like trying to see, what am I going to see next? What is he going to be doing? You know, it's just that like anticipation, I think, is what I remember. Yeah. What about you? I mean, I do remember all that. But sadly, in in my memory book, it's the uh, first tummy ache, real tummy ache, oh. I remember. Because my dad that day, while we were running and doing stuff, we just he, he just kept buying snacks and uh-huh. you know, good stuff. And you just, you, you didn't say no. I'm not me. <laughs> you know, when you say no to food, <laughs> nah, no, no, no. I just, uh, yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty bad stomach. So. Well, you know what it is? Cause kids get so happy at the zoo. I know. And so it's just like, it's just this constant world of amazement. And so of course, as a parent, you get sucked into it too. And it's like, yes, yes, yes. You know, you want to just kind of, it's just an awesome day. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you this. If mm-hmm. you could go into any, I guess, as either a zookeeper or just, want to hang out with them what animal would it be um i probably pick a giraffe really they're they're pretty big powerful animals you know i watched a viral video of this giraffe chasing a safari truck yeah man you know you see them very i i've always vision taller than you think they are. they are a lot taller than you <clears> think <throat> they are and i always vision them just very still because i always watch them while they're eating you know off of the trees and stuff they're pretty tough but animals man they run fast yeah they do they Plus, run so fast. Oh, they're they're extremely fast. Plus, they're very tough. I mean, have you ever seen a <laughs> have you ever seen a lion mess around with a giraffe? No. 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 Not I, gonna. I don't probably. think you will. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you will. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think for me, what about I, you? Yeah. Uh, probably like a chimpanzee. Maybe I think a chimpanzee. But let me tell you a little bit about the background of zoos. Okay. Please. So do. the very first zoo. Was the Philadelphia Zoo in 1874. However, the National Geographic says that the wall carvings from Egypt and Mesopotamia show evidence that rulers and aristocrats created like menageries as early as 2500 BC. Wow. The pharaoh was rocking. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But the 18th century, that's the age of the Enlightenment. So, you know, the intellectual, philosophical movement. Mm-hmm. Scientifically, they started to focus more on zoology. So people started to study the animals, their behavior, their anatomy. 
But to do this, they had to keep the animals in places that were more closely resemble, you know, like a natural habitat. Uh -huh. So, but in terms of conservation, though, um, and I know Dino, of course, he can, you know, touch on this far greater than myself, and especially like how it, uh, you know, what, what's done at the Central Florida Zoo. Mm -hmm. But if you take conservation in zoos, take, for example, the California condor, it was almost wiped out wait, in the wait, 1980s. Wait, what's a condor? A very big bird. Big bird. Okay. It was almost wiped out in the 1980s from like hunting, accidental poisonings, pesticides. Oh, wow. So what they did is they captured it, and then they had the first zoo-bred condor chick at the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. So fast forward four years from when the condor was brought to the zoo, they started to release it in the wild. And now they say there could be over 300 flying free in the U.S. Wow. from that. So that's, 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 that's just amazing. one example, but, you know, mm. of things that you'll see. Well, what what it sounds like uh, from just our little conversation, and thank you for, I mean, you've done your well, homework for you. sure. <laughs> um, oh, 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 sounds wait. Sounds like, what? The, what? The, what is your favorite zoo? You told this to me yesterday. Of the course. Detroit Zoo. Detroit when did zoo. this? When was the Detroit Zoo? Nineteen twenty-eight. It's funny because <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask that to Dino because Dino is is also one of my homeboys. <laughs> he comes from uh, uh, from Michigan as well. So you know, without any further ado, uh, why don't we introduce Dino? Absolutely. So we are welcoming the Central Florida Zoo and Botanical Gardens on the scope today, and we are going to have Dino Ferry. He is the CEO. He is going to tell us about all the amazing facets of the zoo and their dedication to conservation. Uh, Dino is a recognized expert in herpetology. He has over 25 years experience in zoo management and an undying dedication and commitment to maintaining the Central Florida Zoo, not only as a regional education, but also a conservation resource. Wow. Well, Dino, welcome to our show and good morning. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Taryn. And good, good morning. morning. How are you all doing? Doing wonderful. How are you? Excellent. This early Thanks Saturday there. morning. <laughs> yep, yep, that's all right. I've been up for a few hours, so it's no worries. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, Dino, um, well, as I said uh, before, uh, you know, my first memory was at the Detroit Zoo. And it's funny, after you and I talked, I think, yesterday or the day before, I went and uh, looked up the Detroit Zoo just to, you know, uh, just to see what, what what kind of background and when it started and all that stuff. It, it I don't know if you knew this or not. It started in 1928. I did not. I just heard you mention that with Taryn and that that that. Yeah, I was not aware. So it's coming up on its hundred years. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Seven more years. Um, so uh, okay, we talked about our memory. I'm sure you've got <laughs> as as every every single one of us has has a, a very special memory uh, to do at least our first time in the zoo. Yeah, um, and and like like you you and I spoke the other day. I mean, mine is also the Detroit Zoo. That's kind of where you know I grew up, um, and I remember as an elementary school field trip. I was there with my best friend, and I won't say his name. I don't want to get him in trouble. But we were, uh -oh. uh, you know, and, and I'll say back then, it was when, you know, cages were, habitats were actual cages. It, it, things have changed. We have progressed. Yeah. We have definitely, you know, moved um, into better uh, welfare for the animals and making it mm -hmm. more habitat, more like the natural. Uh, but it was back in the old style cages. And I remember he reached something over to one of the primates, 
like a stick, and the primate grabbed it and Uh-oh. yanked him like right up against the fence and busted his face open. And, uh, you know, as a kid, you think that's hilarious. It's scary, but hilarious. <laughs> so th- as a parent, then, yeah, probably. Th- that's always something I've remembered um, and probably why I didn't get, why I got into reptiles and amphibians and not primates. <laughs> Stay away from primates, right? <laughs> it's yeah, funny. That's, that's what right. Taryn wants to spend the day with. She's in. With snakes yeah. or with no, primates? With oh. Primates. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> It's hilarious. Yeah, so that's my first memory. And, uh, you know, I, I, as a kid, like every other, probably like most kids, um, I grew up, you know, always chasing chasing the snakes, catching mm-hmm. the frogs and all that type of stuff. So just stuck with me. I never grew out of it, I guess. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's um, I don't know if true what they say, uh, especially about us men. You know, we, we never truly, you know, the kid in us is always there, I guess. So. Um, yeah, I'm told that often. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I hear you in that area. Yes, sir. Um, so let me let me ask you this: um, the um, uh, the Detroit Zoo, you and I know, it, it's a pretty um, big zoo. It's been around for a long time. Uh, give us a little background on the um, on the uh, zoo in our area here. So yeah, here um, you know I'm at Central Florida Zoo and Botanical yeah. Gardens. Um, it's, you know, it's a smaller zoo. It's not like Detroit or, you know, a Disney Animal Kingdom or any of the larger zoos. We're, mm-hmm. we're only about, uh, you know, probably we have about 40-some acres that we can develop on. Right now we're probably closer to around 30, 35 that mm-hmm. are developed. Um, but we, it's, uh, what I like about this zoo, and, you know, I hear it from the tourists that come down and, and visit the zoo um, when I'm out on zoo grounds and just stopping and talking with folks, you know, they say what they really love about it is it has that old Florida feel. You know, it's wood boardwalks. There's a lot of yeah. uh, streams that run through it. Um, so it's a, it's a nice, serene setting. Um, mm-hmm. And we, you know, we don't have a ton of large animals. We do not do the elephants, only because we realize we don't have the space to do them the justice they deserve, like a yeah. lot of the bigger facilities that carry them. Um, yeah. But what we do is, uh, you know, we spend over a quarter million dollars a year um, just in conservation initiatives just for the Central Florida Zoo alone. Um, so it's, uh, you know, we have a, we like to think we have a nice positive impact on the environment around us. Mm-hmm. Most of that is, is within Florida. That money is, you know, going to Florida species. So that's awesome. We're, we're kind of working in our own backyard, so to speak. That's awesome. Um, well, we have to take a break. Um, We'll be right back after the break. You are listening to The Scope on WTKS 1041 Real Radio. Here's a message from our sponsors. It's no longer business as usual. 2020 changed how and where consumers shop, and it's still changing. Today's consumers are up for grabs, looking for businesses and brands that get their attention. Lift your business and brand awareness to the next level with The Scope and connect directly to consumers on a personal level. Talk at overdriveradio.org. We'll work with you to deliver a message to engage with listeners. Email our marketing team to get started. Talk at overdriveradio.org or visit our website, overdriveradio.org. Welcome back to The Scope. Entertainment, intrigue, and good conversation. Catch up with Mike and friends right now. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, this is The Scope on 1041 Real Radio. And here's a message from our sponsor. 
When your vehicle needs new tires, brakes, or service, come see the team at Universal Tire & Auto in Longwood for all your automotive repair needs. Universal Tire & Auto is home of the buy four tires, get a free alignment, shop name brand tires in person, or shop our huge selection online at UniversalTireAndAuto.com, and we'll install them right here in Longwood. Warranty and financing available. You deserve quality at a fair price. And remember, buy four tires, get a free alignment. Visit UniversalTireAndAuto.com. I'm your host, Mike, and today we are talking with the CEO of the Central Florida Zoo and Botanical Garden, Dino Ferry. Welcome back, Dino. Hello, hello again. (laughs) Did I hear you correctly before we went on a break? Um, I don't want to kind of leave it as as an obscure uh, uh, info. Uh, This is, I think, something big. Quarter million dollars on conservation efforts in Florida and for the Florida, you know, for the Florida species. That is correct. Yeah, we, uh, we have um, uh, a conservation facility in uh, a neighboring county in Lake County. It's 26 acres. Mm-hmm. And all it does, we are the only facility pretty much in the world, it's safe to say, that breeds the eastern indigo snake for oh, wow. the introduction program with U.S. Fish and Wildlife, Florida Fish and Wildlife, uh, Alabama Fish and Wildlife. So we breed, you know, about roughly 50 to 60 of them every year and release 30 in, in two different locations. Um, it's been going on a couple of years now, a few years. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, and it is all the cost of that facility. It's the only reason that facility is there is for eastern indigo snake. We also do an amphibian, striped newt, and that's also bred there and reintroduced. Um, but the whole, you know, the whole start uh, of the facility was mainly for the Eastern Indigo snake. That that's amazing. That's really amazing. Um, was was um, I take it that that snake was facing a, a extinction, and you guys are helping uh, kind of keep it. Correct. Yeah, the places that it has been uh, that we are doing the reintroduction are two locations that they've been extirpated from. They, they just disappeared. You know, they haven't been seen, oh, wow. you know, in, 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 in decades. Um, so we are working on, you know, getting them back in there. And it's an important species. You know, everybody says, you know, most people that have fear of snakes, like, why are you breeding and re- putting them back in the wild? <laughs> and then you tell them, well, you know, the most common food they eat in the wild are venomous snakes. Then they're like, oh, all right. Yeah, it's all right. Good yeah, move. Sure. Good now, now I can see it. Now yeah. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I always have to tell myself when it comes to the snakes and, and different species that, that there's a cycle of life. There is a purpose for all. And they all help with the populations and everything. Um, yep. Yeah. They are nature's pest control. That is Absolutely. true. Absolutely. Especially against snakes. Hey, good job. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Shifting uh, gears a little. Um I'm sure we'll come back to the conservation thing, but I want to obviously talk about the 2020 and what obviously 2020 did to all businesses or all endeavors or, you know, um, it really, I'm I'm sure, you know, as a business owner, I can tell you that, that it was, it was an interesting year uh, and I'm glad we survived it. (laughs) I'm glad we're out of it. So how was it for the, uh, for the central uh, Florida zoo and botanical garden? Yeah, you know, um, it's a great question, and, I, and I'll tell you, it's I always, especially early on when we were doing a lot of TV, you know, and media trying to get some uh, some fundraising going, be, be, 
because of what we were facing. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me a while to remember that, you know, I'm reaching out and asking folks to support us. Yeah. And then it's like you get this, you know, the slap in the face realizing that, well, heck, probably the majority of the people that are listening are also negatively impacted in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so we do understand that it's a, you know, it, it is like you said, worldwide, but it's a, it's a, it's a good majority of the folks that felt it. Um, yeah. We closed down the first day of spring break for us. Um, and just to put that in perspective, you know, previous year spring break, uh, we make over $400,000. That's our, wow. that is our, that is our, you know, black Friday holiday time for us yeah. uh, in the zoo and aquarium field. That's when we just we, we really, you know, make the money that mm-hmm. keeps us going on the, the thinner, leaner months. Um, yeah. So we were closed for uh, two months and we figured doing all the numbers of events that had to be canceled and various fundraising events canceled that we would have lost uh, two point five million dollars in our fiscal year. Wow. For 2019. Um, and when your budget's five million, five point one million, yeah, that's almost 50 percent of your budget. Yeah. Our most of our income is gate. So that's people coming in, people hitting the gift shop, buying food, doing stuff at the zoo. Um and when we're closed for two months, there there goes, you know, eighty five percent of our budget, um, right out the door of our revenue. Yeah. So, what people uh, I, I yeah, don't think definitely a pinch. Yeah. Go ahead. What I, what I think people sometimes don't realize about the zoo is that it is and correct me if I'm wrong, it is a non profit, a five oh one C, right? Yeah, correct. We are a nonprofit. It's, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's like most zoos and aquariums are. There's a few, a very small percent that are for profit, um, but the majority of us are, are uh, you know, nonprofits. Um, and, you know, one of, one of the big things to point out also is that, you know, obviously we're super thankful to, you know, those folks, be a private, be a corporate um, city. The city of Sanford supported us, the Seminole County with CARES Act funding. If it wasn't for all that support, you know, I things would be, you know, a lot grimmer right now. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it definitely showed the support that we had, you know, people coming out of the woodwork, which was definitely a nice heartfelt feeling for all of us at the zoo. How much did you say it cost to feed the animals every month? I, I remember hearing the number and it was like staggering because yep. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of mouths to feed. 000. Yeah, yeah, it's about 15000 a month. Um, just for the food, if we if if we look at you know so, hold, 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 hold on let, let let me be yep. the idiot in the room. <laughs> um, so the animals will continue to eat even though <laughs> the world has stopped. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. And that is the part that you know was is the the, the thing that I think a lot of folks you, you just don't think of. And why would you if you're not in the business? You just don't think of it. Exactly. But when, when we you know, when we're closed to the public, so for those two months, we average about 300000 a month just in expenses. We still have air conditioning. We still have to feed animals. We still have mm. to pay the staff to come in and feed and take care of the animals. Yeah. The vet, so, so we still have a high cost. You know, unfortunately, Medication we can't furlough the animals. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, they're, they're there. They're living beings, and we're there 365 days a year to take care of them. So... So it was, uh, you know, it's a little bit different. It's not like if I owned, you know, a bookshop or a record store, or you know, and, and no, and please, no disrespect to any of those. But no, you not turn at all. Lights yeah. off, you know, you still have your expenses, obviously, but you turn the lights off and you don't have to take care of what's actually in the store. 
Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, that's where it's a little bit tougher for, you know, the zoos and the aquariums, I think. Yeah. You'll have the turnkey operational costs, which is, you know, the rent, the light bill, the whatever, but you don't have to purchase any new, um, new, new stuff or, you know, do anything, Correct. any new inventory, whatever. And if it's just you, the owner of the business, you close the door and, you know, sleep on the floor inside the shop or inside the, you know, um, the yeah. bookstore, whatever, it's still, you know, you can cut costs, but unfortunately in a situation where it's living beings, I, even us, I mean, during, uh, COVID all of us had to feed ourselves. So, yeah, I mean, that was probably a huge challenge for that was the huge challenge for a lot of families is here. You don't have work, you have no mm-hmm. job, you have no income, Yeah, but you still have to eat, you still have to feed your kids. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, um, Dino, there is a program that you or a fundraiser that's going on right now called No Zoo Without You. Tell us more, a little bit more about that. Yeah, so you know, of that 2.5 million that um, you know we know we we're lost by end of the fiscal year, you know, we're trying to get that 2.5 back just to get us whole, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so that's what the you know No Zoo Without You uh, campaign started from. And right now we're, you know, we're a little under 500,000 left. I think, you know, somewhere around somewhere 400,000 thereabouts that we still need to raise by the end of June. Um, and, you know, we're fairly confident we'll get there again. Yeah. The support has been great. And, it, and for anyone that is interested, it's just go to the central Florida zoo.org, you mm-hmm. know, um, slash you spelled out Y O U. And that'll take you to the page. Um, if you're interested in making any kind of donation, you know, buying an annual pass and just becoming a member, um, you know, there's a lot of ways to support us and trust me, we appreciate it all. You know, I, I believe also another, um, another, another way they can do it is, um, I see Taryn jotting down the, <laughs> the, the email address. Um, you know, I, I see, um, it, there's definitely uh, another way is we are coming up on spring break. Um, I don't know when, but you know, uh, it is coming up, um, between now and, you know, spring break, even after that, probably till early summer, the weather is beautiful the animals are still there. You guys are open, right? And fully functional. Absolutely. Yep. We so, are open. Uh, yep. Go ahead. No, 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 please go ahead. Yeah. yeah we're open on uh, nine to three, you know, it's a uh, seven day a week. Um, we have taken a lot of things into account with, you know, the current state of affairs in the world, as far as COVID, we, we reduced our hours. We used to be nine to five. Now we close at three and it gives our staff, um, our, our, you know, um, uh, public area staff time to get out there two hours to disinfect the high touch points. You know, it's, it's a big area. It's a lot of things that people touch, be it glass, be it, you know, rails, signs. Yeah. So they go out there and, and disinfect everything pretty much from yeah. three to five. So by the next morning, it's ready to go. We do have a mask mandate for anybody mm-hmm. 13 and older. Yeah. Um, even though we're outdoors, we are still requiring that. There have been cases of animals, zoo animals, contracting COVID. Yeah. Um, you know, so we're protecting our animals. We're protecting other guests. Um, you know, and we're protecting staff. I mean, that's it, when it comes down to it, you know, we're there as a resource for education and conservation. But yeah. we're also there making sure that when people come there, they leave, you know, just as safe and healthy as when they got there. Yeah. Yeah. So they can come back again, at least. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, no, I mean, seriously, let's break it down a little bit. Um, 
because I know when you and I talked, you know, we kind of broke it down a little bit more uh, as far as people, as far as how to protect, how you guys are protecting people. Um, and then as far as the animals as well, because, you know, last week, I know Taryn, um, one of the news that we, that she talked about was the, um, uh, what was it, Taryn? I don't know. Was it a gorilla that uh, got? Oh, gorilla. Yeah, that's yeah. what Dean was talking about. There's some animals getting yeah. Uh, COVID. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm sure that, you know, news like that comes out. People say, oh, hold on a second. So if an asymptomatic guy uh, that works with these animals comes in, which I'm sure you guys have something for, for your own employees, um, so yep. you can check them and make sure if an asymptomatic uh, person comes in and they take the, you know, and, and they give it to, to the primate or whatever animal they're working with. And, you know, then in we come and we get it from the animal. Obviously what you, you and I had talked about that, that's, that's kind of a little uh, unrealistic to happen. Uh, tell us why, why it is. Yeah. You know, we, I mean, Staff, regardless of what they're working, when they're we following, you know, the county guidelines. Anything, anybody indoors is wearing a mask um, if you're around other folks. Um, but the animal keepers wear masks when they're working with the animals, regardless if it's you know where they are. If, if they're mm-hmm. in proximity, that they have to worry about it being uh, you know uh, contagious or being close enough. Um, they they're 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 wearing masks. Um, and I, I'll give the staff credit, you know, and it doesn't matter if they're animal department or if they're facilities guys that are working in an animal enclosure fixing something. Um, you know, it's, it's Florida. It gets hot out there. And yeah, all the seasons, you know, they, they're wearing a face mask out in that heat. It, I can only imagine how tiring that gets. You know, I, I sit in an office most of the time, so I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm kind of cush when it comes to that aspect. <laughs> but uh, I give them a lot of credit. So. Yeah. It's, but I mean, uh, I, I don't you know, know about we, you. I wear glasses, and I—I I mean, and it fogs up oh. the yeah, fogs up your yeah, eyes. No, you and me both. <laughs> but you yeah. know, it's so funny. My daughter, when she comes home from school, she'll be walking around the house. Like you know, we—I we, always want them to kind of go change and stuff right after school. But she, she, because the kids at school, I guess they take their mask and they put it under their chin. She's walking around the house with the mask under her chin. And I'm like, are you going to take it off? She's like, oh my gosh, you know, because they get so used to it. So used to it. Yeah. But, but again, I mean, and, and, and let's face it. um, If, if social distancing for humans work, we know it does. (laughs) Uh, How close do people get to the animals? You know, even in a non-COVID year, um, we really don't get a whole lot of proximity, especially with our big exhibit animals. Um, You know, we don't usually share space with them unless it's a medical emergency, something, you know, something really. um, No, no, no. I'm talking uh, about uh, the the, the tourists or, you know, the visitors. Oh, yeah. No, they're 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 at, you know, at minimum at six feet. We have a couple a couple exhibits where we had to, because six foot is the number of the CDC claims, you know, for the, mm-hmm. uh, for being exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a couple where, where the guy, where the rail may have been four and a half feet. So yeah. we, we built and added, you know, and kicked it out a little bit so that you can never be closer than six feet to anything, oh. um, yeah. you know, at the zoo. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the, yeah. the whole thing is that, okay, even let's assume this asymptomatic person comes in, walks around, uh, you know, with one animal, of course, they're not going to uh, serve 
you know, a uh, hundred animals, right? <laughs> just work with one or two right, or right. whatever, um, or one species, or, uh, you know, and uh, let's assume this asymptomatic person gives it to the animal. However, that animal's not going to give it to the visitors because of the distancing. Uh, so, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. It, it's a safe, yep. safe, win-win yeah. type of type of deal. Now, um, yeah, absolutely. Dino, talk, you mentioned to me, to us about the um, being, I want to hear a little bit more about this because people don't realize how many inspections and certifications zoos need to have. Um, the, you said you were an inspector with the AZA. Tell us, can you like explain a little bit what that is and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So AZA is, is our uh, governing, you know, um, association. It's the Association of Zoos and Aquariums, American mm-hmm. Association of Zoos and Aquariums. Yep. And just to give you, so, you know, I, I reached out to AZA just to make sure the staff I had were correct. So fewer than 10% of approximately 2,800 animal exhibitors licensed by the United States Department of Agriculture are AZA accredited. So I always try to put that in perspective for people like, you know, if you got some, a loved one who's, who's sick and needs to get some, you know, major, major uh, medical procedures done, basically go to an accredited hospital. You're yeah. sending your kids away to a university or college. You're sending them to an accredited college. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. It's the gold standard. And uh, we try to, um, you know, we, we have standards that we keep up on. Um, so as an inspector, we get inspected every five years. So I'll go out, you know, every five years, I may go to the same zoo two or three times. Just you have consistency with the inspection inspection team. Um, mm-hmm. And it's from animal care. It is um, staff care, making sure that, you know, nobody's being mistreated as far as, you know, the pay, the, the benefits. Um, and then it's also just the finances. You know, you mm-hmm. have to make sure. And I'll tell you, this. COVID year 2020 was one heck of a year to prove the importance of having a backup plan and a contingency plan in case of disaster. Um, yes. You know, a financial plan. They want to make sure that people, you know, ah, well, we're closed the month, shut the door, ship the animals out. Adios. Uh, they want to make sure that there's a good financial strategy to survive such things. Yeah. Um, yeah Cause so I, we, I feel like, we look, oh, at, yeah, we look at all that. We just, you know, all that is taken into account what, to be accredited. Because let's face it, at the end of the day, uh, God forbid something happens financially to an institution like um, Central Florida Zoo, where are you going to put these animals? Yeah. So now you're putting a burden on the rest of the, um, you know, the rest of the... Um, yeah, the zoos. Society. Yeah, zoos yeah. Or- and I feel like also with everything, you know, you know, I don't think anybody had, we though, though we had precursors of what was going to happen or what was in the midst of happening, I feel like it kind of just, it was like a bomb that just sort of fell and it was like no notice. And it's like all of a sudden we are stepping into, you know, with, with spring break when we all shut down into an unknown territory for, for all businesses. Mm-hmm. And... um you know, it's like lessons learned, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, definitely, definitely lessons learned. And I'll tell you, even us, even us zoos, you know, a lot of businesses are, you know, they had to um, make it up on the fly and come up with new, you know, revenue streams and new ideas. Yeah. You know, we now do virtual classrooms, um, you know, for our zoo educators to do because we're not getting the, you know, the um, field trips from the schools, et cetera, et cetera, like we did. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we actually had we actually had a school district in uh, the Chicago area that's been uh, purchasing and, and coming online for some of our classes. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, that's a that's a that's a group we never would have reached before. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, there, there's definitely listen, there's there's definitely, definitely uh, advantages to uh, I mean, if we look at it the right way, there's definitely advantages to actually having, um, you know, gone to fa- find alternatives to way or uh, alternative way to reach our customers or our patrons or our visitors. So, as you said, yep. with the Chicago, you know, school district. Well, we've got to take a break. Um, when we come back, we will continue with Dino. Right now, let's talk to our sponsor. Take your business and brand awareness to the next level. Join the scope and connect directly to customers on a personal level with a sponsorship on the show. We'll work with you to deliver the message you want to engage with listeners. Learn more about the growth we can bring to your business. Email our marketing team today to get started at talk at overdriveradio.org or visit our website, overdriveradio.org. Bring your business and brand awareness to the next level with the scope. Get details at talk at overdriveradio.org, overdriveradio.org. Welcome back to The Scope. Entertainment, intrigue, and good conversation. Catch up with Mike and friends right now. Welcome back. Stay tuned for a great giveaway by the Central Florida Zoo. Here's a word for my sponsor. When your vehicle needs new tires, brakes, or service, come see the team at Universal Tire and Auto in Longwood for all your automotive repair needs. Universal Tire and Auto is home of the buy four tires, get a free alignment. Shop name brand tires in person or shop our huge selection online at UniversalTireAndAuto.com and we'll install them right here in Longwood. Warranty and financing available. You deserve quality at a fair price. And remember, buy four tires, get a free alignment. Visit UniversalTireAndAuto.com. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, this is The Scope on 1041 Real Radio. I'm your host, Mike, and today we are talking to the CEO of Central Florida Zoo and Botanical Gardens, Dino Ferry. Welcome back, Dino. Thank you, sir. All right, Taryn, with this generous giveaway. So the Central Florida Zoo has graciously um, wanted to give away a family four-pack of tickets to the Central Florida Zoo in Sanford. So to try to win these tickets, you need to text us the promo code ZOO, and you're going to text it to 407-995-9665. Again, you're going to text the promo code ZOO to 407-995-9665. Hurry. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, Dino. Thank you. All right. So, um... I want to hear what the kids can do at the zoo. That's exactly how I was thinking of framing the question. <laughs> I'm just going to get right to it. <laughs> See, she jumps right in the middle. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm so All sorry. Right. Go ahead, Dino. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a lot of things for the kids. You know, in the actual zoo proper, we have um, a nice playground area, the Kaboom Playground. Um, we have a splash pad. Obviously, oh, wow. the last couple of days, the weather hasn't been, you know, fantastic for a splash pad. Uh, it's a necessity it's, uh, in Florida. <laughs> it's, it's right. It, it's a nice. It's a nice uh, area. There's a lot of seating for you know for the parents to sit, the grandparents, uh, kids play in the water park. 
Um, it's right next to Sonny's Barbecue, who's our food provider on site, um, to grab, you know, to grab a drink, grab some food while you're sitting there watching the kids play. Um, but in addition, outside the zoo, but still on our property, we have a, a aerial, aerial ropes course, aerial adventure course. Um, oh, it's fun. got zip lines. It's got all types of uh, various, um, uh, you know, elements that really take some, some physical work. Um, so we have it for adults as well as we have a children's course. And those, those are usually pretty busy. Um, those have been weekends only. Um, we're trying out going, opening them back up like we used to, to full weeks. But uh-huh. uh, it's, you know, with just with staffing and, and stuff, it's just been a little bit tough right now with COVID. Um, but if you're up in the trees, you can't be much safer and away from people. I mean, exactly. How neat is that? That sounds beautiful, too. Are you able to see the zoo like while you're up there that high? No, because it's where it's um, it's 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 not in front of the zoo, so it's actually not going over animal enclosures or anything like that. Um, so anything you're going to see is just going to be you know the wild animals up from from the tree. Um, you know, if you're lucky so enough cool. to see something, obviously during the day. But yeah, it you is, don't want to fall. I like, mean, that is not the zoo that <laughs> I, I mean that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, that's very smart. <laughs> And, and, and you have also programs for families, maybe if they want to kind of take a maybe more of a VIP look inside of the zoo. Yeah, there's different types of uh, um, uh, VIP uh, uh, packages, I guess you could say. There's yeah. you know, a rhino encounter where you can get in and you can um, get behind the scenes with uh, uh, the uh, rhino keepers. They'll explain to you what's going on. Get possible, depending on how the animal's acting, pet the rhino, watch him be fed. And, I mean, you're literally, you know, within just, uh, you know, uh, two, three feet of the rhino. Obviously, the rhino's behind, you know, um, secure fencing, but it's yeah. definitely right there. You're right there. You're right up with it. So that's something. We have giraffe feeding. Those are very popular. And the kids, watching the kid, you know, a parent hold the kid up, and the kid's holding up this piece of romaine lettuce, and the giraffe come down. And the kids' expression, you know, I mean, that in oh. itself is just, those are those memories that we were talking about earlier yeah. in the show yeah. that you'll, you'll never forget. That kid will never forget. Absolutely. So if folks want to learn more about the zoo, they can go to centralfloridazoo.org. And again, that phone number for the family four-pack to the Central Florida Zoo is at 407-995-9665. Text the promo code ZOO. You know, I'm, in 30 seconds or less, because they're signaling us we're about done. Um, right. Going back to that journey of a child, small, daydreaming, lions, monkeys, you know, uh, big animals, small animals. Um, what can a parent do and how can they, along with you guys, hopefully help nurture that curiosity? I think bringing them out, bringing them out and letting them just take all that stuff in. It, it really... It really, I mean, it, it got me into the business, not saying it's going to get everybody into the zoo business, but it, uh, respecting and understanding the relationship we as humans have with our environment is, is you know, 100% what, what it's all about. And coming to the zoo or any zoo in your neighborhood, your area, you know, that's, that's what it is. That's where you will make that connection. That's what zoos and aquariums are there for. Well, thank you so much for your company today and thank you for the education about zoos and especially the central uh, central florida zoo and botanical garden uh, thank you for your uh, being with us today on the show tino 
Thank you. Appreciate you guys having us out and uh, stay safe. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Scope on WTKS 1041 Real Radio. The Scope is powered by Universal Tire and Auto in Longwood, home of the Buy Four Tires. Get a free alignment. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Scope Radio Show. Talk to you next Saturday, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Scope, thought-provoking conversations about ideas, issues, and current events that affect us all. Catch Mike and friends next week at 8, right here on Real Radio for The Scope. Take your business and brand awareness to the next level. Join The Scope and connect directly to customers on a personal level with a sponsorship on the show. We'll work with you to deliver the message you want to engage with listeners. Learn more about the growth we can bring to your business. Email our marketing team today to get started at talk at overdriveradio.org or visit our website, overdriveradio.org. Bring your business and brand awareness to the next level with The Scope. Get details at talk at overdriveradio.org, overdriveradio.org.